Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and an addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms, the story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous in any way or any other 12-step-based organizations or groups. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about practicing the principles in all my affairs. You know, you hear people say it all the time. Practice the principles in all my affairs. I just got to practice these principles. What are the principles? Do you know them? Could you tell me? I love asking people when they say that. I'm like, well, what are the principles? You'd be surprised. Sure, in step two, we identify some morals, some values, some spiritual characteristics. Absolutely. Those are principles as well. But when we say that and what we mean when we say that in meetings is we're talking about the principle associated with each step that's a requirement in order to effectively work that step. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm going to be going through the steps one by one, talking about the principle that's associated with it and understanding why it's so important to effectively work that step. So the first step is we admitted we are powerless over alcohol and our lives have become unmanageable. The principle associated with step one is honesty. I have to be honest. I have to be honest about the severity of my condition. I have to be honest about the powerlessness. I have to be honest about the unmanageability that is all over the place externally. Powerless is internal. Unmanageable is external. I have to understand that I will try to control and enjoy it despite evidence that shows me from year upon year upon year that I've never been able to control and enjoy. I just haven't. And I have to be honest about that fully conceding to my innermost self that I'm an alcoholic and addict. I have to really, truly look and really be honest with myself. Honesty is required in step one. It's the beginning, asking for help, getting a sponsor, showing up at a meeting. I got to be honest that it's getting worse, man. It's not getting any better. I need help. Help me. That's what step one's all about. Surrendering, waving the white flag, being honest. Step two, the principle associated with step two is hope. Came to believe that a power greater in ourselves could restore us to sanity. Man, so first I'd have to admit that I was insane, right? But I got to have some hope that if I begin this relationship with this higher power and identify a way that I could put it into action, I have to have some hope that I'll be restored, that sanity will return. I have to have hope to understand that there is going to be, God, it's going to get better. I have to understand that. And it requires hope. I got to be hopeful that if I put the actions in, that everything will work out for me. Hope, step two. Step three is faith. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. So if I'm going to make this decision to put my life in God's hands or my higher power's hands, whatever I choose to believe and draw on for strength. And remember, it's a 50-50 relationship. I got to do the footwork, the action steps on a day-to-day basis, and my higher power takes care of the outcomes. That's the way I choose to look at it. So I have to have some faith that if my actions reflect my belief in step two, that the outcomes will work out for me. And I got to have faith. Once I believe in two and I start to experience it in step three through consistency, and I start to maintain this awareness of this higher power that when my actions align with his, the outcomes are better than I ever could have planned. Anyone who knows me knows I like to speak a little bit about self-will versus God's will because people say that all the time, right? Got to live in God's will. What's God's will for you? I love asking the tough questions. I have a previous episode that kind of talks about the tough questions. If you haven't caught up on that one yet, go ahead and check that one out as well. 
But the easiest way that I could explain it, self-will for me is character defect, negativity, and selfishness. God's will for me is character asset, positivity, and selflessness. So now that I know the two, I'm aware which, which will I'm operating in. Is it his will or is it my will? Now I know. Now I'm aware. And when I'm aware, I'm responsible. So step three requires faith to understand that when I operate in God's will to the best of my ability on the day-to-day basis, that everything tends to work out. The promises materialize in my life. The blessings rain down on me. The obsession to want to change the way I feel is removed. And everything starts to get better. But I got to have some faith when I get to step three that if I do that, things are going to get better for me and they'll work out. Step four is all about courage. God, I got to be courageous to face the things that I've been running from my whole life. Everything that's in step four, the fears, the resentments, the sex inventory, the relationships that I carry, all those things I've been pushing deep down far inside of me. I've been running from them for my whole life. I turn to drugs and alcohol as a solution so I don't have to think about them. I don't have to feel them and I don't have to care about them. But I don't have that solution. My new solution is this program is my higher power is, is God getting them feet moving. But it's going to take some courage to write these things down, to bring them from the dark to the light. When they're in the dark, they hold the power over me. But I have to honestly do that. I have to have some hope. I have to have some faith. But I got to be courageous when I get to the fourth step because nothing counts but thoroughness and honesty. It says next we launch on a course of vigorous action, vigorous meaning with energy, intensity and force. I have to vigorously and be courageous when I attack these things and I rid these things that are blocking me from the sunlight of the spirit. But I've been running from them for years, so I got to have some courage. Step five is integrity. I got to have some integrity admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Integrity is doing the next right thing, even when no one would know if you didn't. Step five is about getting honest, having integrity, keeping these, God, man, getting these secrets out. The things that I said that I would never share with anyone talking about those things. It says in step five, having persevered with the rest of the program, they wonder why they fell. Because they never completed their house cleaning. They hung on to some of the worst items in stock. So I have to talk about the things that I don't want to. The things that I don't want to write down. The things that I said I would never share with anyone. And only I know that they're still there. So I got to have some integrity to really be thorough and honest And really get these things out. And it requires integrity. Six is the willingness step. That's the principle being willing. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I have to be willing to let go of these character defects. Through step four and step five, I've identified all my character defects. They're pretty much right there in black and white. Remember, the four major character defects are resentment, fear, selfishness, and dishonesty. I look at my character defects as a tree. Those are the roots. If those roots take soil and that tree grows, those branches, hundreds upon hundreds of other character defects stem from those. But I have to be willing to let go of these character defects. And it could be difficult because for a long time, I've attached so much value with these character defects, with the lying, with the cheating, with the manipulating, with the stealing, because it worked for a time. And then it didn't. But my disease likes to attach to the times that it worked and I want to hold on to these things for dear life, but I can't do that anymore. I'm trusting and relying upon God, his will, his vision, his plan, my action steps. So I have to look at these things. I have to be willing to let them go, to remove the objectionable. Step seven is humility. 
Humbly ask to remove our shortcomings. Being teachable, being coachable, understanding that I don't have it all figured out, asking for help, working on these shortcomings, understand that I'm never going to be perfect, but every single day I have to strive to be the best I could be. Progress, not perfection. But I got to humbly ask my higher power for help. The seven-step prayer. God, I'm willing that you should now have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and others. Grant me strength as I go out here to do your bidding. Amen. Reaffirming my decision in step three and step seven. Amen comes at the end of seven. I got to humbly ask him. Step eight's brotherly love. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. This is where I'm going to go back out to the everyone that I've harmed and repair these relationships and start the process and make this list and really look at these things. Man, life is a series of relationships. Work relationships, family relationships, intimate relationships, friendships. Through the sex inventory, I've established some ways that I understand now to be able to maintain healthy relationships, joint action, shared decisions, open communication. Honesty, genuine concern for one another. Those are the five non-negotiables of relationships. And now I understand that when I go out there, I admit my wrongs honestly. I clear the wreckage of the past. I remove the debris. Man, brotherly love. Step nine is discipline. Made direct men's to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. I got to be disciplined because the amends are a lifelong process. Some people I can't get a hold of. Some people I can't see, but I have to hold myself accountable and be disciplined. When that person comes across my path, immediately I have to make that amends. I got to be disciplined to do it and I'll cause more harm because I'm human, but I can't hold on to these things. When I've harmed someone, I got to be disciplined enough to clean it up immediately. It could be easier said than done, but I have to do it. I have to. I can't shrink at anything. I just can't. Ten is perseverance. Continue to take personal inventory. And when I was wrong, I promptly admitted it. I got to persevere through the rest of my life to maintain this new identity and God's will to the best of my abilities. And it's a lifelong process. It says in the step 10 that it will continue for a lifetime. So I have to persevere through the rest of my life and holding myself accountable. And when these things crop up, I handle them immediately. Perseverance. 11 is awareness of God. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. Praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Awareness. Step 11 is all about awareness of God. How do I go throughout my day not harming anyone, living in God's will, contributing to life, packing things into the stream of life? How do I maintain that awareness? Because it can happen quick. So I got to be aware. I got to understand what God's will for me is. I broke it down once already. I got to understand how I can be aware of when I'm not in God's will and when I'm back in self-will. I got to maintain that awareness. My higher power puts people in my lives. And when I do my part, miracles happen. I play a small part in that and I get to experience God. And it's not just a belief anymore, but it becomes an experience. And I start to understand these things. And I have this awareness that he's pulling the strings and nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And man, I'm present today and I get experience and I get a feel and I get a love and I get to do all these things. And it comes through awareness of my higher power. Step 12 is service. 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. There it is. Service. I got to be of service. I got to help people. I got to be present. I got to put myself out there. I got to give what was so freely given to me. And it's not just sponsorship and it's not just service commitments. It's a combination of everything on a day-to-day basis. Man, how do I forgive myself by utilizing my past as my greatest asset? By utilizing it to help others. I'm creating a new attachment with a pain that I used to attach negative emotions, the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the remorse, the regret. Today, I'm grateful for them. Because of these things, I'm more qualified to help others. And now I'm just grateful. But I got to be a service. No matter what, where, when, if I could help somebody, I'd do it. So when we look at the steps, those are the principles associated with each step. And in order to work that step, that principle is necessary to effectively work that step. And that's why it's so important. That's why I love asking people, what are the principles? Tell me. Can you tell me? Sure, you could usually freestyle some, you know, love and tolerance and forgiveness and understanding and keeping your commitments and being sober. Absolutely, those two. But practicing the principles in all of our affairs are the principles associated with every single step. And it could be easier said than done. I could practice all those principles when I'm working with a sponsee, when I'm in a meeting, when I'm at my job where I work in recovery. I'm on my best behavior and those principles come easy. But what happens when I run into somebody in traffic? What happens when I run into somebody who's still in active addiction who doesn't want help? What happens when I get into an argument with somebody, a friend, an acquaintance? What happens at home in my home life? What happens when I perceive something to be negative? What happens with my mom and my dad when they question something and ego gets involved? Can I still practice the principles? That's up to me. But I have to be willing to do these things at any time, be open-minded to take suggestions and ask for help and stay humble and have faith and have some hope and be honest and live with integrity and persevere through life and be disciplined in everything that I do, maintain my awareness of God, be of service, and keep brotherly love at all times. That's what it's all about. Because remember, love and tolerance is our code. Practice the principles. What does that mean? Can you tell me? I hope you can now.